Last week we looked at the introduction to the Lord's Prayer, Our Father in Heaven. It's an introduction Luther reminds us that is given to us to give us confidence in our praying, for it reminds us that we aren't praying to someone we must convince to love us. We are praying to someone whom we can be certain does love us and who, like a loving parent, a mother or a father, loves too when their child says, Daddy, Mommy, can I talk to you? After that introduction to the prayer, there follow what Luther calls seven petitions, seven requests, seven asks we ask of our Father in heaven. Tonight we consider the first three. But first, this reading from Romans 12, the first two verses. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The word of the Lord. The first three petitions, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Luther understood this portion of the Lord's Prayer in a way which I think turns around the way many of us sometimes pray when we pray. Because I think a lot of us, a lot of people do think that the primary purpose of prayer is to ask God to do something that we want, to convince God to do something that we want, to point out to God things in our world and in our lives that we want, and then ask God to do something about it, and oh, by the way, right now would be just fine. And no doubt part of prayer is asking God to do things for us and for others. Indeed, that's an important part of prayer, because some things that need doing are bigger than us. Only God can do them. Luther, however, points out that in these first three petitions, the primary thing we're praying is not that God would come do things for us that we want, but rather that God would come change us into people who do what God wants. And so, hallowed be your name, we pray to God. Holy be your name. God's name, Luther says, is holy. God is God. God's name is holy all by itself. He doesn't need our puny prayers or help to make that happen. And so what we are asking in this prayer, Luther says, is that God would come help us be people who keep God's name holy. And when does that happen, Luther says, when God's word is taught truthfully? You're praying for your preacher's sermons when you pray this prayer. That God's word is taught truthfully, heard faithfully, and that lives are then lived accordingly. 
In this prayer, what we're praying, Luther says, is that our Heavenly Father would help us each and help us all together be people among whom that is true, to be a church where that is true, God's words taught truthfully, God's words heard faithfully, and then lives lived accordingly. And so to your kingdom come, we pray. A kingdom is a place where there's a king, of course, right? Kings are people who are absolutely in charge, of course, right? Well, guess what? Luther says again, God is a king. God is absolutely in charge. God's kingdom will come, will be established one day, and one day forever and ever, whether we pray for it or not. What we're asking in this prayer, Luther says, is that God's reign, God's kingdom, God's rule, God's absolute in chargeness would be established starting right here and now in our hearts and lives. And when does that happen, Luther asks in the Catechism, when we believe God's word. Faith is where this kingdom begins. God's kingdom comes when we believe his word and when we live a godly life, starting here and now and continuing forever. What we're praying in this petition, in other words, Luther says, is for faith. To know Christ as our king in our minds and in our hearts. But also for strength, for courage, to live according to the values of his kingdom in our daily lives. Until at last, by grace, we are welcomed into the fullness of that kingdom of his that will be forever and ever. And so too, your will be done, we say. And again, Luther says, listen, folks, God is God. That being the case, God's good and gracious will will be done, whether we ask for it or not. What we are asking here is that it might be done by us. It takes guts to pray this prayer. We will see that in its fullness in a garden on a Thursday evening in a few weeks to come where one who's praying this very prayer sweats blood as he does it. It takes guts to pray this prayer because most of us, if we are honest, know that there is within us, a part of us, who would rather pray a very different prayer than the prayer, your will be done by me. Most of us, if we are honest, know that there is within us a part of us who would rather pray, My will be done by you, God, for me, and by other people around me, for the pleasure of me. This prayer takes guts to pray because what I'm praying in it, Luther says, is for God to come and defeat every enemy to the doing of his will even when the enemy is me. Like those times when someone sins against me and God's will is for me to give, forgive, but I don't want to. Or those times when there is wrong in the world and God's will is for me to stand up against it, but I am afraid to. 
or those times when there are needs in the world, injustice in the world, poverty and hunger in the world, and God's will is for me generously to give of myself, of my resources, to do something about it. But I'm too preoccupied with me to bother to. It takes guts to pray this prayer, spiritual guts. Because what we're saying in this prayer is this, God, in those battleground times we have known, and those battleground times we will know again, I want one thing, and you want another thing? I pray in those times for you to win the battle. I pray for you to have your way with me, even when I don't want you to. Somebody once said, everybody wants to change the world, but nobody wants to change. In these three petitions, as Luther understood them, what I'm praying is, Lord, change the world. And please start with me. May your name be kept holy because it is taught and heard and lived according to. May your kingdom's reign be established because you are the king who is trusted and obeyed. And may your will be done because every will that is opposed to it is overcome by your goodness and by your grace. And Lord, please start with me.